I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Florence Byham Weinberg is here, the doctor, the good doctor, uh, who's the author of 16 books. And when I say doctor, I mean PhD. And, uh, and, and she utilizes that information that she's gathered over the years and how to decipher this information uh, through documentaries, uh, through radio, through podcasting, through books. And uh, who better to talk to each and every week than Florence Byham Weinberg. Doc, how are you? I'm doing okay. Thanks, Frank. And I hope you are too. Yeah, I am. And, and we are getting closer and closer to uh, the election time. And when you when you look at, uh, at elections, um, you know, normally you would say, uh, you would say, right, well, we're going to see what happens. But a lot of times we know what's going to happen. Do you know what's going to happen on Tuesday in Texas? <laughs> well, it doesn't look too good. Um, they have uh, they have told us that in our county, Bayhar County, anyway, uh, it's only twenty seven percent of what uh, of the number of people who voted in twenty twenty uh, at the midterm, uh, and that uh, surprises me enormously, and it also makes me very apprehensive as to what's going to happen in Texas, because if it uh, if 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 the people who are supposed to be excited, namely the the females in uh, Texas who whose uh, uh, right to abortion to free choice about their own bodies has been removed entirely, are not getting out to vote, uh, then what is going to stimulate people to get out to vote? I mean, it's really... Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's my worry at the moment. Uh, I'm really quite edgy about the whole thing. So You know, you know one, one thing to add to that, uh, you know, 2020 was a presidential election. You know, uh, generally here in New York, we we have sometimes sixty percent uh, turnout in yeah. uh, in presidential elections, which is right, a, right. which is a big turnout for New York, and you know which is a big state like you, population wise, like certainly you uh, you you have the population there in Texas, um, but in gubernatorial elections, I mean if we get if we get twenty percent. Uh, it's uh, it's it's, it's a, a big deal. Yeah. yeah. No, I misspoke. I should have said 2018. 2018, right? Okay, that's different. Yeah, yeah. That's different. Yeah. So I mean, it was a huge outturn, uh, uh, outturning of people uh, for the for the midterm that time, uh, and it predicted that um, Trump might not win the uh, the main election in Texas. Which of course he did actually, but uh, but signs were good in tw- in twenty eighteen, and right now signs aren't so great in my uh, in my county. <laughs> At any rate, I think maybe Houston is doing better, but uh, uh, but I've heard that the vigilantes who are watching the polls are uh, frightening people. Wow, that, that's that's uh, very bullying them. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, but, you see, in in twenty eighteen. Uh, you had, uh, and when I say you, I mean the the Democratic Party had um, had uh, a boogeyman in the White House, and yeah. uh, and you just don't have that now. So there's a lot of people that are complacent, and they say, you know what, we're uh, um, we're in the White House. We have the majority. We uh, in the uh, in the Senate. We have the majority in the uh, in the House. 
and and they they uh, tend to kick their feet up and say, all right, well, you know, we you know we're doing what we're doing. Uh, but the fact is that they never really had a true majority in the Senate right. uh, because of sure. uh, 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 Mansion and uh, and uh, Cinema, uh, and the two of them have prevented the Dems. Uh, and and Chuck Schumer, a guy I know very well, from having a true majority there. Uh, so, yeah, what's what, what's your take on on everything now? I mean, uh, the media has a lot to say in that. And when I say the media, you know, Fox obviously and Newsmax yeah. are going to turn mm-hmm. out the Republicans. That's for sure. Yes, they certainly are, uh, and the Republicans are very enthusiastic. I mean, we see in their uh, overt act. Uh, and I'll get around to the Pelosi situation after uh, talking about it a little bit. Uh, but that sort of, uh, of thing uh, is uh, is happening on the Republican side. And, uh, uh, and so obviously they are very enthusiastic. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, let me get into uh, the, my, the talk I want to uh, do because yes. I am particularly angry about the effects of the media on the United States, and uh, uh, and maybe some of the reasons why. Uh, and, and actually, I've been harping on this theme for months now, maybe over a year. Uh, I've been pointing at, at, at television, particularly Fox News and Newsmax, but particularly Fox, uh, and Facebook and Twitter, as uh, the chief purveyors of hate and lies and QAnon uh, conspiracy theories, um, and mainly the conspiracies and lies are coming from the right. And there seems to be no stopping it, because uh, we Americans are guaranteed free speech. And under the cover of free speech, uh, all of this this sludge uh, is being purveyed over and over again. Uh, And those who seek money and power above all else, including moral standards, uh, have learned to to use that free speech uh, uh, as a uh, uh, for their benefit, as as an excuse for doing and saying just about anything. And the the owner of Fox News is, I, I believe, right now, is Rupert Murdoch. I don't know how much. Um, influence his sons are having. One of them, his his oldest son, uh, is a little bit less to the right um, than his father is, but I don't think he has uh, the reins uh, at the moment. And Rupert Murdoch, I don't know whether he is even a naturalized citizen. I know he's been in this country for quite a while, but he is an Australian. And uh, I think Australia uh, is right now a little bit farther to the right, but it is not violent the way we are. Right. Uh, but in any case, uh, he seems to be bent upon uh, destroying our democracy over here and turning us into a dictatorship, if possible. Uh, he has done the most harm um, by far with his Fox News. Uh, and he has uh, created a network that broadcasts good entertainment and sports, and so he has drawn people in because uh, the all of that is good and, and uh, wholesome and interesting, but the news portion is crafted to stir 
resentment and hatred directed at anyone left of center, and in particular, of course, against the, quote, deep state, unquote, um, and the Democratic Party. Mm. And uh, so outright lies, uh, such as the big lie uh, that Trump won the election, uh, and conspiracy theories like QAnon seem to sprout like mushrooms, um, and uh, the um, uh, the, po- the poisonous mushrooms of that, uh, and these lies that uh, Donald T- Trump won the 2020 election, and that he is our rightful president, and that uh, violence is okay and even necessary to save America. Uh, are being repeated over and over on uh, uh, all the above um, media, and that is Fox uh, and F- Facebook and Twitter. And as I think it'll be much worse on Twitter now that Elon Musk owns the thing and is just throwing it wide open. At least that's what he said he would do. Uh, we have to wait and see if he actually does it. Um, but all of this goes back it actually goes back very far into antiquity even but the most recent and uh, and let's say cogent example is uh, uh the head of the propaganda ministerium of the nazis uh in the, uh in hitler's attempt to rule the world jo- joseph goebbels is the man's name yeah. who was the head of the uh, propaganda ministerium uh who purportedly at least once said a lie repeated often enough will come to be believed to be truth and murdoch has learned that lesson very well because uh, that's precisely how he is approaching uh things on his network uh and of course donald trump also uh understood that and he has he started telling people that the election will be stolen if i don't win uh it's because the election was stolen he started it before the election far a long time before the election last time and uh, he's still repeating it uh, at every opportunity every rally and every time he gets a microphone in his hands and um, <laughs> uh the uh, one of the problems of of this um, this repetition of Goebbels' propaganda is that it is also directed at the Jews in particular, and uh, anti-Semitism has risen in this country. Uh, in in 2021, it had risen 34 percent above what it was in 2020. And there were something like uh, 2,700 known crimes against Jews in 2021. And, of course, earlier, uh, I think it was two years earlier, 11 Jews were shot in a a Pittsburgh synagogue as they were worshiping. Uh, And... uh, and crimes against Jews, of course, Kanye West has been the latest person to purvey these uh, these uh, slurs against Jews, which have uh, gone until very recently have gone unnoticed, really, and tolerated. Uh, but uh, West has now been paying, literally paying, because his advertisers, Adidas and others, have uh, have abandoned him. 
thank God. Finally. But the problem is um, that the deep state and the Jews are so easily uh, (laughs) equated. And uh, the old um, canard, which was published in Russia in 1903, The Protocols of the Elders of Zion, (laughs) was precisely about just such a cabal of people uh, plotting to uh, take over the government with uh, with terrible uh, crimes being committed uh, or being planned, plotted. Um, and the hatred of the Jews, of course, goes back uh, to the Middle Ages when uh, Christians believed that all Jews were guilty of crucifying Jesus, uh, and especially in Russia and the East altogether. Uh, at Easter time, there were pogroms against the Jews, uh, where Jewish women were were raped systematically, uh, and Jewish men were killed, uh, and uh, uh, and that was the basis of uh, of Goebbels' campaign against the Jews. Also, he used the protocols of the elders of Zion. And what Kanye West is doing and saying uh, echoes that very same uh, calumny, the lies against the Jews. Now, my husband was a Jew, and I proudly wear his name. Weinberg is a Jewish name. Weinberger, by the way, is not. (laughs) German. Go figure. But but anyway, uh, uh, if I want to... and. If the occasion permits it, I will claim to be a Jewess. Uh, so there you go. Uh, even though my my ancestors are quite um, uh, pr- quite Aryan, as Hitler would call me. Uh, nonetheless, I married a Jew. I loved a Jew, uh, and I found him to be one of the most generous, kind, and um, brilliant human beings I've ever met. Uh, and I think he was representative uh, of the Jews as a whole. So anyway, to get away from that, that's one uh, one result of what Fox News is doing and Donald Trump, um, the hatred of other people, the equation of other people with – uh, evil, evil deeds and evil conspiracies, and being lizard people who uh, who eat the uh, little children, um, suck the blood of little children. And by the way, uh, in the Middle Ages, it was believed that the Jews uh, mixed um, mixed uh, the blood of little children with matzo meal to make the sacred wafers that they. Uh, consumed at their ser- religious services on Saturday, oh uh, which of course was an imitation in their minds. Uh, it was uh, the same thing as the sacred Eucharist, the wafer uh, at the mass. Um, <clears throat> of course, there was no such <clears throat> no such ceremony at the synagogue, but uh, but they created it out of the whole cloth. Uh, so, what's going on now? is very similar to what's been going on for centuries against the Jews. Uh, and we thought that it was all over after uh, after the uh, concentration camps were discovered and Auschwitz, where a whole uh, lake-sized pit was filled, filled with 
the ashes of cremated Jewish bodies. Uh, and just if if you've had anything to do with cremation of a human body, you know that it it fills something like a cigar box, the the uh, ashes. So imagine how many people it would take to fill a lake-sized pit oh with with those ashes. And so once that was known, that kind of monstrosity, uh, six million people were killed uh, in that Holocaust. People decided they wouldn't be against the Jews anymore, but, oh, times change. People forget, and they go back to their old habits, especially if somebody is drumming it into their ears on the airwaves uh, daily. Uh, and it seems that rural Americans are particularly vulnerable to uh, to this sort of thing. Uh, and uh, Paul Krugman uh, wrote an article recently, I think just a couple of days ago, uh, about uh, what's happening in rural America. And if you look at the map, uh, the political map, uh, the edges of the country, the far west and the far east, uh, have little strips of blue, but the entire middle of the country is red, and that is middle America, and it is rural America. And Paul Krugman uh, says roughly uh, that the Americans, uh, actually I'm saying this on my own hook, uh, the Americans who once followed FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, have turned away from the Democratic Party, uh, partly because um, they've been convinced that their living conditions have not improved over the, the 23 years of this uh, for 21st century. And they forget that Social Security and Medicare, on which they universally depend, uh, was were Democratic Party um, uh, programs. Social Security was from Franklin Roosevelt, and Medicare, uh, I think, was from uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So uh, when they reach 65, all those rural people are going to go on Medicare, and they would hate it if Medicare were taken away. But, of course, the Republicans are promising to do just that, to take both uh, Social Security and Medicare away from them, and yet they believe that the Republicans are the ones who can best handle our uh, economic woes. But let me get into uh, uh, to uh, Krugman's article. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm going to read the introduction to this. It's just a couple of uh, – it's a short paragraph, really. Uh, the hard right turn of rural America has become a key factor in our nation's troubled politics. Rural voters are a declining share of the electorate, but their turn to the magafied Republican Party has been so sharp that combined with the way our political system under, underweights urban voters, the radical, radicalization uh, – uh, of small towns and the countryside uh, may determine the future course of American democracy, indeed may lead to its demise. And that's the beginning statement wow. uh, yeah. from Paul Krugman. Uh, and it seems that much of rural America 
uh, is turning into a one-party region, and I know this from personal experience. Uh, when I go visit um, a small town or uh, people out in the country visit a ranch, for instance, or uh, even a dude ranch, which I recently did, uh, people are actually afraid to express a, a dissent from the Biden-hating neighbors <laughs> for fear they're going to be shot or something of the sort. Uh, so it's a monolithic uh, thing that's happened in rural America. Um, and they believe that, um, that is the farmers anyway, seem to believe that they aren't receiving their share of the resources uh, that the city people are getting. Um, and that they are neglected by politicians, and they don't get they they don't get no respect. Uh, and some of that is true because urban people usually sneer at rural people, but then rural people despise urban people. So uh, it seems to be a fifty-fifty thing. Uh, comes out even. Um, but actually, and uh, uh, Krugman proves this point that rural America is heavily subsidized by the Democratic Party by, and by urban America by our taxes that we pay here in the cities. And uh, less urbanized states uh, receive far more than the federal, from the federal government uh, than they pay in, uh, uh, in high, highly urbanized states like uh, New Jersey, uh, and uh, then they pay in, and, and highly urbanized states like New Jersey uh, don't get as, half as much as the, the rural part of our country does. And um, uh, this is part of the social safety net that is created, has been created by the Democratic uh, Party. Um, but the rural people, uh, actually, they are in trouble because most of them are poor and old and sick. And it means uh, that they pay very little in taxes, for one thing, federal taxes, and they receive large benefits, especially from Medicare and Social Security. Uh, but what happens is that the young folks in the, in the countryside flee to the city in order to find good jobs, leaving their uh, their less ambitious peers and the elderly uh, back home. And what happens to those less ambitious peers out in the country, the young people who are, uh, who are getting second-class educations because teachers don't want to teach out there? second-class med medicine because doctors don't want to practice out there, hospitals close, um, well, they either commit suicide in large numbers or they take drugs and or drink themselves to death with alcohol. Uh, and so, and the rate of suicides and deaths, uh, opioid and alcohol deaths, are far higher than the urban deaths of the same uh, of the same type so um, we just the problem is though they they turn to Donald Trump or Trumpism as a saving policy and it puzzles me and it puzzles Krugman uh, that they do turn in that direction it does not make sense 
because uh, Republicans in Congress have made it quite clear that if they take the control, they'll try to uh, uh, to slash the safety net, um, the programs that support the rural Americans. Um, and uh, it's the Biden administration's actions um, with climate policy, uh, for instance, uh, that is trying to make jobs for them um, so that they uh, can earn an honest living and uh, and be more assured of a good future. Um, but also, uh, if the Republicans get power, Social Security and Medicare will be slashed. They promised to do that. And it just doesn't make any sense, and Krugman doesn't uh, doesn't understand it either. Uh, and so, uh, although urban urbanites sneer at rural people, as I said before, the rural people people give it back in kind. They uh, they despise and hate urban people. <laughs> so, uh, so that alone, the fact that they can't stand each other, does not uh, it doesn't explain anything much. Uh, but okay, so what Krugman neglects to discuss, I, I'm sure he knows the truth about it. But for some reason, he didn't bring it up in his article, and that is, what is driving the rural population into the Republican Party? Fox News. It's virtually the only station they listen to, and it's true. In Texas, just about everywhere, including in the cities, wherever I go, if there's a, a station, a television station on the uh, large TV on the wall, it is tuned to Fox News. And so what one hears then is uh, right-wing propaganda day after day after day, all day long. Mm. And so no wonder uh, – and the reason, of course, that people – flock to Fox News is that all the other programming that it has, uh, Rupert Murdoch has made sure that, that it's quality programming. But uh, all the political news is Trumpist. Uh, actually, it, it transcends Trump. It is fascist propaganda, really. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, then... Let me see here. Um, uh, yeah, I was just thinking about COVID-19 as another example of misinformation or disinformation, I think it is called. Uh, Trump, to begin with, uh, tutted COVID-19 saying, uh, oh, it was just, just like the flu. It wasn't going to harm anybody much. If you got it, you'd get right over it. Uh, and then, of course, when uh, they they discovered uh, that it was deadly, uh, the conspiracy theory uh, was shifted. So the focus was on Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci had invented a vaccine. Well, the vaccine had to be poisoned then because Dr. Fauci uh, wanted to make a million dollars, a billion dollars, uh, on COVID-19, which he may have invented also. So he probably invented the disease and then uh, um, produced this vaccine, which might or might not stop the disease. Uh, 
but he meanwhile was making a fortune off of the vaccine. You see how that works? Yeah. And Dr. Fauci is therefore a monster. He is a minion of the devil. Uh, so this is the sort of thing Fox News has purveyed. Um, and conspiracy theories uh, have also become truthy. Uh, Q, QAnon, for instance, is believed by millions of people. Uh, that the uh, the deep state, that uh, the Democratic Party as a whole, uh, is made up of lizard people who have to uh, drink human blood and specifically of uh, babies in order to stay alive. Uh, and this brings us to the latest horror: uh, Friday's attack on Nancy Pelosi's oh 82-year-old husband Paul. The right wing. Conspiracy mill began immediately uh, uh, to paint the the victim with uh, his fractured skull and other hammer blow injuries, and in the hospital as a perverted perpetrator of the attack. He brought it on himself. Oh my God! Um, in fact, uh, the window might have been broken from the inside, says Trump. Uh, wow. And so. As usual, the rumor mill has the disinformation mill has turned the victim into the perpetrator, uh, and there is this disgusting attempt to degrade Paul Pelosi uh, and his reputation into the bargain. Uh, and Arizona's Republican Trump picked candidate for governor mocked Mr. Pelosi drawing laughter from his admirers. And um, the NBC News headline uh, of the day, that was Friday, I think, or Saturday, read, Arizona GOP nominee, nominee Carrie Lake mocks attack on Paul Pelosi at campaign event. The remark by the candidate drew laughter from the crowd. The House Speaker's husband remains in intensive care, unquote. That, was, that whole thing was oh a quote. Wow. This is how low, thanks to the hatred aroused by lies and conspiracy theories, the Republican Party has sunk. It's no longer the Republican Party that I recognize. It's no longer the Republican Party that many Republicans recognize either. And there's no end to the lies and hate ads uh, distorting the character of candidates up and down the tickets on the, uh, uh, from the other side. Uh, actually, Dem Democrats are, are uh, replying in kind, but they do not degrade and, uh, and smear uh, with filth the way uh, these people who are smearing Paul Pelosi's reputation and and character and honor uh, have done. I find this absolutely disgusting and the lowest. It's lower than a snake's belly, far lower. Mm. I, it makes me furious, in mm. fact, and I can I imagine you can tell. Mm. Uh, so we have less than a week left now until election day. And the right has plans to repeat all uh, – to repeal, I'm sorry – to repeal all of the Voting, voting Rights Act once they get in power, 
pass a national abortion ban, which will be absolute, so there'll be no allowance for rape or incest or not even for the uh, endangerment uh, to the life of the mother. And Social Security and Medicare uh, will be on the chopping block. And aid to Ukraine will probably be stopped also. Uh, So I'm asking the voters who listen to this tirade of mine, uh, is this the America you want? Is the inflation, which is caused by the war, uh, uh, Russia's war against Ukraine, is the partly largely uh is is the inflation uh does that outweigh all of these other considerations uh your vote your right to vote will be uh virtually removed uh your social security <laughs> that you paid into all your lives and that will be turned over to a private uh, enterprise medicare will be t- given back to uh, to big pharmacy and the medical uh, uh, combines, uh, big pharmacy will be able to charge whatever they want. Do you want that, my dears? If you don't, then get out and vote. Uh, and that is that is what I have to say today. Well, I always say the world is run by those who show up, and uh, that that goes for voting. And you know, a lot of people complain afterwards and when you find out that those people Frank I'm having trouble hearing you right. at the moment can you can you hear me okay now Hold on. How about uh, now? Just, yes this is much better okay. okay my apologies I said I, I like to say that the the world is run by those who show up and that means showing up to, uh, to vote and often uh, people uh, take it for granted that uh, that their vote isn't going to mean much. Uh, I have examples locally uh, where where one vote, literally one vote, put somebody in that um, that ended up staying in for a very long time. But if you think of how many people would have um, would have changed that if they just uh, just took it serious enough. So I think that's a um, that's a, 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 a tremendous deal. Is someone, regardless of what side of the aisle they're on, um, if if they're not going to bother showing up to vote, uh, don't complain in in the in the future because uh, you're going to have to live with what everybody else does on your behalf. And you brought up the point about the the women, and again, I'm I'm trying to be you know uh, neutral or or what have you, but uh, one of the things is that a, a woman's right to uh to choose her uh her, her reproductive uh future or or present um is is at stake and uh, i would have assumed that this would have been a huge uh motivator for uh for democratic women and i i don't know i mean we will find out on tuesday but as, as of yet um there's all indication that it's it's going to be a red wave which means the republicans are going to win uh, many seats in new york and maybe the the governor's race. Um, we we have um, someone running named Lee Zeldin, who I know, against the governor of of New York, who I know, Kathy Hochul, and I you know I supported her three times, and um, and it, you know I I'm an independent. Uh, uh, she was uh, she ran uh, never for governor, but for lieutenant governor under Cuomo, 
and yes. you know we had su- uh, supported her and uh, you know the uh, you know the the one thing that that we're noticing is uh, tremendously i mean it's not a notice so it's not hard to notice but the enthusiasm is all on the republican side and uh, <laughs> zelbin held an event that had ron desantis um headlining and and over 10,000 people showed up at a local uh spot currently now and and again i don't know at this very moment but within the last 2 days president joe biden whose approval rating is at 33% um was in plain view which is you know 20 miles from from where i am right now uh jill biden uh the first lady is in the um uh, in the new york area uh barack obama is in the new york area or has been in the last couple of days along with uh, Michelle Obama, who's a huge drawer, a tremendous drawer. Right, uh, right. And, and you have Bill Clinton in Buffalo, and you have Hillary Clinton um, uh, stumping uh, all along to try to get Kathy Hochul elected and to get some Democrats elected uh, you know, to the, uh, to the House. The, the problem for the Dems is that they're not supposed to be in New York. They're supposed to be in Ohio and Pennsylvania. That's where they're mm-hmm. supposed to be. They're not supposed to be... Um, they're not supposed to be in New York uh, State. If New York State goes Republican, um, it, it's it's shocking. Um, the the idea that these people aren't in Texas, back in Beto O'Rourke, uh, would give you some indication that Beto isn't that close in the polls, uh, and that Kathy Hochul is more important to keep there. Uh, she took over when Cuomo um, left. You know, uh, due to scandal, right? He he left due to scandal, and and Hoko was uh, was there, uh, left you know as lieutenant governor, and she became governor, and uh, and and quite frankly, uh, there shouldn't be this parade of of celebrity Democrats here, when uh, you know the the Dr. Oz seat, you know, well it's not the Dr. Oz seat, it's Dr. Oz against Fetterman, John Fetterman. Um, you would think that they would all be there, or they'd be in Ohio, where right. it's marginal seats. The fact that this is happening in New York, where I live, is just unbelievable. Are, are you aware of this? That, that how close this race is? I did not uh, realize that they were all concentrated in New York, uh, New York State. Uh, no, um, because the broadcasts of, uh, for instance, uh, Obama's speeches, which are brilliant, absolutely brilliant oh, speeches, yeah. um, uh, come across as if they are addressed to the nation, which they are. Uh, and so I, I didn't really know where he was. I thought maybe he was in Arizona, maybe. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, uh, I guess he's not. But uh, I, I, well, I think that uh, the reelection of, uh, of uh, Governor Hochul is a very important thing. Uh, but I think the uh, uh, having the House in particular and the Senate, of course, also uh, in Democratic hands is perhaps more important. I don't know what's more important, really. But it's uh, vital that the nation be run um, by uh, by a party that is going to continue to think about its people and to help the poor and help the middle class uh, and uh, instead of helping only the, the wealthy and the big corporations. Uh, and uh, uh, and so uh, concentrating on one, one state, however important New York State is, and I've lived there for 28 years out of my life, mm-hmm. 
uh, I think the nation maybe is more important. Yeah. Well, right. Well, that's by the way. And of course, that goes for the race uh, for governor here in Texas between uh, Greg Abbott and uh, Beto O'Rourke. Um, I just don't know how that is going at the moment. Uh, but I think it's closer than perhaps the uh, news media are telling you. Yeah. Uh, because the uh, the youth vote is coming out, and uh, the polls have not really counted Generation Z. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, that the uh, university students who come out to vote here uh, and will brave the uh, vigilantes at the polls um, will make a difference in the government governor's race. Also, let me let me also clarify. Uh, it, you know, I shouldn't say that they're all coming out to try to try to get Kathy Hochul. I mean, Kathy Hochul is the top of the ticket, and below that ticket are, happens to be a bunch of uh, House uh, House of Representative uh, candidates that are on the bubble, and uh, so they're they're bolstering uh, Hochul not to not to keep New York State uh, free, um, or, or not not to keep it free from the uh, the Republicans. Uh, but they're they're trying to bolster her because if the top of the ticket um, yeah. goes down, then uh, then they're going to lose seats. Democrats are going to lose seats um, where where they shouldn't, and they shouldn't be worried about losing seats uh, in a perfect world in New York. So that's uh, that's kind of a clarification on my part. I didn't mean to say, make it sound like they just cared about the gubernatorial race. That's not um, that's not where they are, but. They care about that gubernatorial race because of what it'll mean down ticket. Yes, right, right. Yeah. Well, the the question is, uh, is there anything in Texas that is up for grabs uh, as far as the the House of Representatives go? Uh, because I think, uh, you know, most people think that Nancy Pelosi will not be the uh, the the House Speaker come January first when. Uh, when the new, uh, well, or whatever the the date is, the official date of the uh, the new Congress coming in, um, you know that they believe that that'll be McCarthy, right? Kevin McCarthy. Um, the Senate has always been, um, uh, you know, up for, uh, you know, up, and and most people I think thought it was going to stay Democrat, but uh, it could be a a bloodbath. It could be a Republican bloodbath coming up a, a couple of uh, days from now. So. Um, as uh, as uh, Dr. Weinberg uh, just said, uh, calling all cause to uh, to Democrats that may be listening to her, and I assume most people are. Um, if you're thinking of staying home, uh, it's probably <laughs> the worst year in the w- uh, world for you to stay home if you're a Democrat. Yes, that would be a crime, Democrats, if you stay home, because every single vote counts. Uh, particularly when it's as close as it is right now. Maybe your single vote will count far, far more than it normally would. So go out there and do it. (laughs) I mean, one Senate seat, one U.S. Senate seat uh, flipped uh, makes all the difference in the world. Um, If uh, the Democrats were to pick up a senator somewhere, then Manchin... And Kirsten Cinema are are um, minimized with uh, with what they uh, what they're doing, um, you know, and and shelved. Uh, if 
the Republicans, if you're a Republican and you uh, and you end up winning a uh, a Republican seat, you have the cushion of of uh, of cinema and mansion uh, to uh, to rely on, plus uh, that extra vote. I mean, can you imagine there was a, a state that flipped from Republican to Democrat um, or vice versa? And uh, and it came down to one vote <laughs> that changes the mm-hmm. whole, you know, uh, I mean, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell, uh, you know, some some will argue and I think pretty successfully that uh, that he he stopped President Obama in his tracks. Right. I mean, uh, eight years of president. Uh, well, eight, not eight years, but uh, the uh, the first uh, or the last years of, of President Obama were, uh, were were basically stifled by Mitch McConnell. And, uh, and and nothing got done, right? I mean, you know, do you remember back to the Obama uh, uh, presidency and what he was trying mm-hmm. to do, what he was trying to get done, and what Mitch McConnell did to him? Yeah, exactly. Blocked everything uh, in, in Obama's second uh, second term. So for four years, four years nothing right. could be done because uh, bills that uh, went through the House that were uh, that were uh, sponsored by Obama. Uh, were simply not even brought up for discussion, um, and so everything was blocked, and uh, and so the the country. Uh, this is another thing: the voters are uneducated. They do not really follow what's going on in uh, in Washington. They're too busy with their own lives, and that's understandable, I suppose. But. Uh, they did not know that uh, that according to the rules of of uh, our uh, system, um, the uh, uh, the president does not have uh, absolute power. He cannot be blamed for uh, inflation, for instance, uh, and he cannot force his will upon the Senate, the House, and the Senate. If the House and the Senate do not agree with him, and that was what happened in the second term, the Senate simply uh, was controlled by Mitch McConnell, and he wouldn't even bring the bills up to, as I said already, to be discussed, let alone be voted upon. And so nothing got ha- nothing got uh, uh, accomplished during the second term of uh, Obama's presidency, or very little. And uh, that is what uh, he attempted, uh, McConnell attempted to do uh, with Biden also, with some success, thanks to uh, to uh, Manchin and Cinema, who sided with McConnell, really. Um, and there, therefore, there was not, uh, there were not enough votes to push very many things, such as the Voting Voter Rights Act. Um, through uh, through the Senate and and uh, have it turn into law, uh, which have helped would have helped enormously with this election, but no, no, thanks to those two Democrats who sided with the Republicans, uh, we have things hanging by a thread in our democracy this time. Uh, Doc, uh, before we let you go, uh, do you have uh, predictions? And it's always uh, it's always tough to make predictions, but this is uh, the second to last time that we'll be talking. We'll be t- uh, talking on Monday again, uh, right before the um, uh, the general election for the midterms. Uh, but do you do you want to uh, 
you know, kind of make a, a prediction here. Uh, where do you think the House will be on um, on, on its way um, as of November 9th? Uh, that's the day after election. Um, where do you think the House will be? Where do you think the Senate will be? <laughs> uh, I have no prediction. It is so close. Uh, I'm praying that uh, there will not be a, a bloodbath, as you say, said, and the uh, Republicans will not take over because it will be mayhem for every program that has been passed uh, in this administration, this Biden administration up to now. Everything will be nullified. And other programs that have been with us uh, for many decades, like Social Security, um, uh, will be really essentially destroyed. Uh, and Medicare, I mean, everybody, uh, Republicans, too, depend on Medicare. Uh, and uh, that, too, is going to be thrown to the winds. Uh, so uh, it, it is terribly frightening to think what is po- possible if the Republicans win this election. And uh, so I am praying very hard <laughs> that that not happen. But I cannot predict yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's very difficult, you know, and, and again, things could change between now and Election Day. Uh, but now we're getting we're getting close to uh, it being a very um, uh, a, a very uh, uh, beyond um, uh, the uh, the point of no return. Um, it, there's very little message that's going to sink in over the weekend. I mean, I guess. Uh, you know things like hurricanes or natural disasters could change up things, but we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens. And we're a few days away from not having to make predictions. We'll know exactly what goes on. Uh, Doc, great job as always, and uh, and and to uh, uh, to you, take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Uh, any last right. what? Uh, I guess just get out and vote. Right is your is your last? Yes. Thing. Yeah. And uh, and to everyone out there, we, we thank you very much for tuning in. We know you have a lot of options. Frank McKay signing off. You've been listening to Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg. And we'll see you next time on the Florence Weinberg Show.